Good evening and welcome to Accessible World. Tonight we are going to have Dan Thompson present Dan's Tech Tips. This is Dan's second presentation. It is Tuesday, February 9th, 2010. And Dan Thompson is going to introduce his speakers for this presentation. Hi, Dan. Hi there. And I wonder, should you go over, Joanne, the... Um controls as far as I think you do alt L to to uh, keep your mic down and then alt L to shut it back off if you want to stay on there for a long time isn't that right yes and if you have difficulty with that control you can go to the file menu alt F and then arrow once to the right and then you'll see if you arrow down it'll lock the mic and then press enter on that and then it will remain locked but see if it works by pressing Alt-L. What's sort of scary about doing that is because one time I did that in the last show, <laughs> I don't know, all things went crazy and I had to reboot. So I'm going to try to hold off on that. It's just amazing when I think about how far apart we all are and uh, yet we're all together in this room. It's just amazing. Well, I'm honored tonight to have a, a good friend and a brilliant man in the technological world, in the assistive technology world. He certainly provided our school with some great equipment uh, with the M-Powers and Victor Streams, and we have some Braille Connects, um, several things by them that we're really satisfied with them. So I'm excited about hearing about the Apex, and Mark Carson, I think I have right, he's a Midwest mid, uh, Sales, uh, Director of Sales, and I might maybe have a higher up than he is, but he's certainly high on my book. And uh, Mike is here with us, too, from Washington, D.C. And um, I'm going to get off here and let uh, Mark talk about the Apex and all the neat new things it has. And I have some questions when he gets finished. And then you guys can ask questions when he releases his uh, controls. All right, Mark, it's all yours. And I, I genuinely am honored that you're here to speak with us this evening. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate that very much. I always enjoy coming to the school and um, your presentations. I have certainly seen those. You, um, you uh, do a great presentation, very, very packed with information. Now, regarding the Apex, it is a brand new note taker from Humanware. This is the latest in the Braille Note family. The Apex is the smallest note-taker available. It, it is only about three-quarters of an inch thick. And I can tell you that when I bring this thing out to show a group of people and they're passing it around, it's unanimously, there's two words I hear. One is wow, and the other is sweet. Um, and it really is that small. Three quarters of an inch thick. It weighs 1.8 pounds. And yet the footprint, the left, right, and forward and back size of it, it is just about the same as the M-Power that uh, makes it very, very easy to use, very ergonomic. And um, the keys are, are, are positioned just the way you expect them to from the M-Power. Now, it is different than the M-Power, however, in that some of the uh, devices that the M-Power had, which were outdated, 
are gone. For example, the PCMCAA slot on the side that usually simply held a second compact flashcard, the compact flashcard slot itself is gone. The infrared port is gone. The serial port. So all of these things, all of the older technology is now gone, making room for the newest. One of those new things is a high-capacity SD card slot. So you can use a 32-gigabyte SD card to enhance the internal memory. The user storage memory inside the Apex is 8 gigabytes. So with between those two, you can have 40 gigabytes available at any time. There are now three USB host ports. So you could have possibly, oh, you could have a terabyte hard drive plugged into one, a card reader plugged into another, and maybe a thumb drive plugged into the third all at the same time. There is a, um, an Ethernet port. Used to be that you'd have to buy a compact flash card with an Ethernet port on it, but now it's built in. So if you happen to be using an RJ45, or sometimes they call them a Cat5 cable, you can plug it directly into the M-Power to get on the Internet for high-speed Internet. The Wi-Fi card used to be another compact flash card that you would use on the M-Power. That is now built into the device. Um, Let's see, the thumb keys are still there, as you would expect, if you're familiar with the M-Power. Um, one of the, th the things that I like most about the Apex, aside from its size, is that the serial port, which used to handle the uh, communication with the computer for active sync, for uh, um, using it as a braille display, for using it as a, a visual display, that can now all happen through the USB client port on the right side of the device. You also can use Bluetooth for um, connecting to a computer. And it will still record as you would expect. I'm going to release the mic for a minute now and see if that see if I have any questions about anything I've said so far. Well, I, I probably should give something else a turn, but I got so excited about something instead. The Bluetooth. Has anybody yet tried to um, pair their cell phone with the uh, Apex to use it as a, a modem to, to use to connect to um, Internet as you're driving down the road yet? Has that been tried? Mike Tyndall, are you there? Have you heard of anyone doing this yet with the Apex? Mike must be with his sick dog. I can tell you this about the Bluetooth on the Apex. It is enhanced from the Bluetooth that was in the M-Power. It is significantly different. For example, you can, do, you can have two devices connected with Bluetooth at the very same time. It supports the uh, Bluetooth headphone service. Uh, so you could conceivably have the um, GPS receiver, if you're using Sendero GPS, and a Bluetooth headphone at the same time. 
also when you are pairing it with your computer using Bluetooth. You can uh, initiate the contact, the pairing, through the computer rather than needing to uh, do it through the, uh, M, uh, the Apex, which makes it all much, much easier. Hi, um, this is Joseph Lee from the Burnout List. Um, this, I know this is not covered yet, but I'm sure you're going to cover it. Um, the FAQ for the Apex cover the, the LED lights. There are technically five of them on the Apex on the back side by the, um, by the SD card side as well as on the Ethernet port. Uh, we know that the Ember light controls the power management so that the, when the Apex is on, the, a the, a the Ember light turns on. And when the battery is charging, it flashes. Could you mind describe the other two lights besides the amber lights, which are green and blue, representing Wi-Fi and Bluetooth statuses, respectively? Thanks. And could you describe to us what happens when each of the processes are turned on and off? Thanks. You know, I have to apologize. My um, food appeared at the door, so I had to step a, 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 about a minute ago. So if you could repeat that question, I would appreciate it. Sure. Um, sorry about that. Um, we know that... On the FAQ on the, for the Bruno Apex, we the human verse that did cover the amber light light, which is on the back side. On the back of the Apex, there are technically five amber lights on the back of the units, three beside the SD slot, and two on the Ethernet port indicating the Ethernet status. We know that the amber light on the middle of the unit shows the power indicator of the device. So when the power is on, the amber light shines, turns on, and when the battery is being charged, the amber light flashes. And there are the other two lights beside that, which are blue and green, which representing Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, green for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Could you describe to us what they actually show when those chips are turned on and off and what data is sent to receive? I know it's not been covered yet, but I'm sure you will cover it. So we'll be appreciative if you could describe the other two lights besides the amber light. Thanks. Well, to my knowledge, the uh, other two lights indicate only that the um, Wi-Fi is either on, in which case there is a green light that's um, solid, or that the Bluetooth is on, and then there would be a blue light that is solid. If you turn the Bluetooth off, and I'm looking at my Apex right now. I have turned Bluetooth off to save power, and the Bluetooth LED light is off. But the Wi-Fi light is on as I was leaving the Wi-Fi on. I was using it earlier today on a Wi-Fi network. Is it uh, very difficult for it to find the local Wi-Fi networks, Mark? Does it search pretty quick and, and uh, lock on to the closest one, um, or do you have to go through a lot of um, settings to get things going right? like I used to have to do on the Empower. As far as the software to um, um, have Wi-Fi connection, it, the software is the same as the Empower. However, I can tell you that the um, Wi-Fi card seems to be considerably more sensitive. In fact, every time that I have attempted to scan for new networks, by the time you hit scan for new networks, it comes back almost instantly and asks you to list 
the networks. You can use the space bar to get a list of available networks, and it seems almost instantaneous. It's really quite amazing. Okay, I know you haven't covered it yet, but I was wondering about GPS, because these are things I'm going to be co- I cover a lot every day anyway. I can put all U.S. maps, they all come on the um, Apex, I understand. Um, and could you tell me what it would cost for an extra country map? Because we're seriously thinking about going to Germany. And I wanted to see uh, what that would cost. When you get GPS, um, you're going to have, when you get your GPS kit, um, it typically would ship with a 16 gigabyte card that will contain your maps. Um, I would not recommend putting all of the U.S. maps on the Apex at one time. It would not hold them all because of your 8 gigs of memory. Um, and the GPS uh, card have them divided up into regions. Um, what I've done many times is take certain states where I know I'm going to be using GPS, and I will put four or five states um, on my um, internal flash disk of the Braille node at one time. Um, but I would not recommend putting you know, gigs and gigs of map data on there. Um, I would continue to use the SD card for that. But put, you know, put a few states where you know you're going to be. If you're going to be in one state for a few days, there's no problem at all with taking that state and putting it onto the internal flash disk of the Braille Note Apex. Um, also, I my connectivity lost a little bit ago, so I had to re-log in. Um, but as I was coming back, I heard Mark talking about pairing with the GPS receiver and the Bluetooth headset. Um, I do that quite often, and um, it's very convenient to be able to just use the Apex and have it there with no wires. Speaking of GPS, um, this is Mish Verrier from Canada. I'm wondering, is there any um, updates to the Trekker? GPS system. I just ordered mine, and I was just wondering what the status is on that. I would be very much interested in that as well, um, but I want to ask, because my tracker is up to 3.1 or something like that, but Mike, I also have another question about the pairing. Have you tried pairing with your cell phone yet for Wi-Fi? Why are you going down the road with your Apex so you will have constant internet connection? Depending on your cell phone model, if your cell phone supports um, the modem profile, then there should be no reason why you can't do that. Um, but you have to have a cell phone that that supports being used as a modem, and you would just pair it up as a modem. Um, hi, uh, hi, Mike. Um, this is um, Joseph Lee uh, from the Belmont List. Uh, uh, about the USB devices, um, there were talks about the slowness of the USB devices on the Apex on the list for a while. Uh, so. As far as I understand, it's mostly because of power negotiation problem with the Apex and the USB device itself. And I heard there's a fix for it coming up in a few weeks. So, so have you guys, as human, were narrowed down the problems of this of USB issue? And if so, could you give us the actual reason why it happened, so that some of us can take it back to the bottom list and report that? Thanks. Hi Joseph, when you talk about the USB devices, are you talk are you saying sluggishness in a USB device? No, um, slowness when the Apex detects the USB device. The Apex recognizes fine from what the listers tells tells us, but the problem occurs when one one tries to access the actual device for the Apex itself, and it takes quite a few minutes to Apex to say hard disk ready. Okay, that could be very specific to the 
device that um, is being plugged into the Apex. Um, I use I have some SanDisk uh, thumb drive that I've been testing with, and I have not seen the problem. But again, it could depend on the specific device that's being plugged into the device. I have also used um, a small six gigabyte USB hard drive and numerous thumb drives, and it always seems to recognize them almost immediately. Do you know what kind of devices you're talking about? Uh, the listers describe, so, describe um, many types of devices, including hard disks and some flash drives. Okay, what we would really need is specific brands of devices that people are seeing. Um, if you could maybe you know send us a list of specific hard drives and flash drives that that you're seeing there, um, that could also be helpful. Michael, I have a question, please. Go ahead, Jim Shaw, Louisville. Um, on my Apex, I um, had I have some compatibility problem with uh, an encryption. I have a WPA2. In encryption and the my Apex doesn't seem to want to connect to that. Is there a known problem with that compatibility? Great to see you, Jim. Yes, um, we are supporting WPA at this point, not WPA2. Very good. Also, one other quick question is I uh, have connected wirelessly at a friend's and uh, I can't seem to, to stream anything. Um, I can go to a couple of sites and, and do some audio streaming or try to attempt to uh, uh, stream radio stations and I'm not hearing anything. Is there a, an issue there or did I just get into a stream that the Braille Note doesn't support? I think you got into a stream that the Braille Note doesn't support. Um, I typically do some audio streaming myself and it seems to work fine. Very good. I suppose that I can change this uh, wireless router WPA2 to a simply a WPA, uh, can't I, by going into the settings of the router? You can, Jim, yes. If you go into your router settings uh, under wireless and, you know, go in there, and you, you'll be able to change that from WPA2, just make it WPA. Thank you very much. There is a, uh, someone typed a question in and sent it about using the USB port um, with ActiveSync to connect to the web. And that has been, um, that has certainly been possible, and, and I've done it many times, even with the Empower. So you can definitely pass through the Internet through the USB cable to the um, Apex. Hi, um, just a one more um, question. Well, yeah, just to clarify, um, WPA personal is the only thing that's been supported right now, as of now, according to our test. And, uh, I think some of us on the list talked about being able to send files between Bluetooth devices. Is that possible? Even to send files between two Bronos and Apexes, or between a Bruno and a Maestro, or be even between a Bruno Apex and a PC? Because I know that now HumanWare supports FTP um, service on the Bluetooth manager. Joseph, I'll bring that up to our... Um Product Manager is a feature. We'll see what we can do about that, but at this time, no. Um, you can't send files back and forth via Bluetooth, but I think it would be a good idea, and um, I will bring it up. Also, I want to add, um, I lost connection earlier, so Mark may have mentioned it, but um, 
we also have the VGA port that's now on the Apex. And um, if you think about the education market in particular, um, you know, that's, that's a real plus because you can simply plug a monitor in to the Apex and instantly a teacher can walk by a student's desk and visually see what they're typing in Braille or see um, what's on the screen of their Apex. Um, so being able to plug in directly to a monitor is also a plus. Okay, so uh, this is Dan Thompson talking, Mike. Um, regarding files uh, being sent from a Braille note to Apex and such, then the beaming is gone because you have got rid of the Bluetooth. I mean the um, infrared, and that's what I used. Cause I bought I bought some infrared adapters for our, our printers. So, is there something out there? Because I know the school's going to ask me this. Is there some type of adapter I can put on? Our older printers that would let me um, send via Bluetooth from the note taker to the printer, or am I going to have to get a? Because we have Lexmark printers and they're pretty big, and I just put these um, infrared to parallel converters on there, and that's how I was having the kids print out from across the room. Do you have any suggestions there? Because we're looking at getting possibly several of these apexes. We do have what's called a Blue Tech adapter. Um, it is an adapter that will take you from parallel to Bluetooth. And you would simply plug that into your printer and plug it into the wall, and then, yes, you can print Bluetooth. In fact, Dan, it's a lot more convenient than the, U, than the infrared because you don't have any of that light, line of sight issues. You can print as long as you're within 30 feet of the uh, printer. Uh, now, let me, yes, and now let me elaborate a little bit on this uh, converter. Our printers are hooked up to a jet box that is connected to a network, so I have the embosser and the printer connected to that. The parallel cable that, uh, the Centronic end, goes into one end of this converter, and then the cable, and there's a cable that connects to the other end that goes to the printer. But uh, what you described is the Bluetooth. Is that a, it's not a piece. It's not a piece that I can put between the Centronis cable and the printer, because the printer still has to communicate through the network, so all the computers in the room can send to it. Are you getting my drift there? I hope I wasn't too too much there. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, but yeah, the the the. The blue take is an adapter that will simply plug into the parallel port of the printer. Um, I do not believe it has a through port. In fact, it does not. I, I might want to get one to just to look at it. Um, I'll talk to you later, Mark. See if you can send me one just to physically see it. Sure, if you could type your question in there, your audio was very, very low. Uh, Michael, I have one other question. Whenever I reset the Apex, uh, time and date uh, reset also. And is there a way to avoid that? When you say reset, how are you resetting, Jim? Uh, just with the reset button uh, held in. Okay, I can tell you that um, currently my Apex um, is not doing that, so... Um, and I, I haven't actually noticed it in prior builds either. Um, are you holding in the reset button or are you just pressing it? 
no, I'm just pressing it and releasing it, and every time I do it, I get a reset, and the uh, or, you know the music comes up, and um, then I see Keysoft Nine and a build. What is it? Five thirty-four is what announces. And then when I check the time and date, it's back to January first, twenty o six. Okay, um, I will test this as well. I'll go back to your build and uh, do some testing, and I will get with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I thought about just re-downloading um, the build uh, because that's what it came with when I when I got it. I got it on January twelfth. Yeah, I'll get with you. Um, give me a couple of days. Uh, this is Dan Thompson talking again. How is the battery life on the new Apex as compared to the M-Power? Because when I leave the M-Power, or a student does, unplugged for a couple of days, we always have to reset the darn date and time. And I know they're going to ask me right off, uh, the kids, oh, it does have FM radio on it, which um, I saw I'd check that. And I really am excited to see if you can handle a terabyte drive, because um, we use several of those. Good questions. A um, FM radio, the answer is yes. Uh, battery life, typically 10 to 12 hours of battery life on a battery, um, full charged battery. Um, we also now have a user replaceable battery, so you can buy additional batteries for your Apex. And very much like you would take a battery off of a cell phone, it works the same way. You simply pop the battery off the Apex, put a new one on, and you're good to go another 10 to 12 hours of battery life. Um, one good thing about the clock of the Apex is if your battery goes uh, flat, as we call it, or dies, um, it will hold your clock settings for 30 days. Yeah, thanks for the real-time clock. And uh, Just a quick question now. I heard distinctively that we can, in fact, charge our Apex batteries outside the unit. Is that correct? And um, and I just want to ask, and just we're putting back to the list. And when would when should be the when should be a good time to replace the battery? The actual battery question is it supposedly it lasts for about a year or a year and a half, something like that? Hello. Okay. Okay. Um, most rechargeable batteries, the, the life of the battery depends on the number of recharge cycles. So it depends more on the number of times you discharge and recharge the battery rather than its actual uh, chronological life. I don't think I made my question real clear earlier about the battery life. What I was wondering sort of is how long uh, is it before the battery goes flat, I guess you would say, because... Um, Right now, it only takes a couple of days of them not plugging it in, and we had to do everything over again, most of it. So has that improved where you maybe wouldn't have to plug it in maybe every three or four days? Because on the weekend, sometimes they forget to plug it in. No, if anything, I would say that the uh, Apex battery... Um it probably, because it is user-replaceable and it's smaller, it, uh, it may not last even quite as long as some of the M-Power batteries when they're brand new, I should say, because your M-Powers aren't quite new, Dan. Those batteries may have a somewhat lower um, shelf life than they did when they were new. Um, 
it's 10 to 12 hours of continuous use. You want to know how long they last when the device is not being used? I've had a fully charged battery in my Apex, and I haven't used it for a week, and it still has a good charge on it when I turn it back on again. Great. Um, wait a minute, I had something else I was going to ask you. Uh, I have a student going to take French and possibly one looking into German. Um, can I get these put on the uh, Apex? And I had another question, but now I just left my head, so I had to wait. <laughs> Let me say one thing that may clear up a lot of questions that we're getting about comparing the Empower to the Apex. Um, <clears throat> currently, everything that can be done on the Empower can be done on the Apex. Um, we have uh, rewritten the Keysoft suite of applications, and we're now running version 9.0, build 534, as Jim told you earlier, um, on the Apex. But it is the same features that you will see on the Empower version 8.0. Um, that's the first release. In the next release, we are going to be addressing some um, some word issues and some various things, um, as we've promised you in the next build of the Apex. But as for now, everything that you can do on the Empower uh, can be done on the Apex. Um, your specific question is foreign languages, so your foreign languages that are available to you on the Empower are also going to be available to you on the Apex. French, German, Italian, um, and English. And Spanish as well. And this is just mostly towards a um, question that I think you, you users might have, especially mostly for myself and other veteran users. Would there be any demonstration tutorials about the Apex which uh, walks through a user on using Apex with actual speech? Now I heard it's eloquence is default with actual speech alongside it because currently we have um, support podcast done by Matthew Janisaskis which only talks about um, Apex uh, with human words staff only talking right now but um, would there come a time when human world will produce an audio tutorial or a walkthrough of the Apex with actual speech demonstrations on it? It's a great idea Joseph will pass it along Yes, hello. I would like to... This is Mishwari from Canada. Um, I'd like to know whether Humanware has any plans to upgrade the Trekker and Trekker Maestro suite of applications. I just ordered a Trekker Maestro, and I'd like to know the status on that. It's been, from what I've heard on the list that I've been on, about maybe a year to two years since the last update. Thank you very much. We try to do updates on our products at least yearly. Um, without going into a lot of detail, I can tell you that um, an update to the Trekker will happen. I cannot give you a time frame as to how long it will be, but I can tell you that yes. Mark, you want to give um, some demonstrations of the word processor and maybe uh, whatever, all the planners, one that I use a lot because our kids, our kids have to schedule things quite a bit, and that's a major thing right now. Um, give a, a, a little demo of some of the programs you have on there. All right. Well, we can do that. The um, Apex 
is, oh, and then let me lock the thing so I can use my hand. Okay, there we go. As uh, Mike said, currently the software basically has the same features as the uh, Empower had. So uh, if I go to the main menu, oh, I was on the wireless um, internet here. So main menu, you do the same things to uh, move around if you are familiar with the Empower then you will already be familiar with the Apex. There is one new control device, which I had not mentioned yet. It is called, uh, and this is only for the Apexes with a Braille keyboard. It's between dots 1 and 4 on the keyboard. It's uh, called the scroll wheel. It is a, um, the best way to describe it for me anyway, is there's a, a metal ring with four points um, on its uh, circumference. So there's up, down, left, and right. And in the middle of that, there is a wheel that rotates. And in the middle of that is a button that you can push. So if I rotate the wheel, you can see that, uh, I don't know if you can hear the, um, the apex uh, real clearly, but as I'm rotating the wheel, I'm going through the menu. And when I get to, maybe I want to go to the word processor, I can just push in the button in the middle, and it opens up the keyword menu. If I made a mistake and I wanted to escape, I can push the up button on that ring. I said there were four up, down, left, and right. I push up. That is exit. The down is dedicated to help. And the left and right we would use to move through the menu and make selections. Um, let me go back. I'm going to unlock the mic if anyone has any questions about the scroll wheel. Um, I know this has been covered before, but for new, for new users, um, is there a way to turn that feature off for those who are very new to Apex and who wants to start off by using Empower only mode and I was without the scroll wheel at first and then getting to scroll wheel? Yes, in fact, in the options menu, there is a very easy way to toggle the scroll wheel on or off. So um, if you decide that you want to try it, you can leave it on. You decide you'd rather just use the in Empower mode, you can just turn it off. The hot key for that is O chord followed by WH. So O chord 146 will toggle that on and off for you. Um, also, the bottom button I just want to quickly mention can be um, it actually has some different features. If you're in the menus, um, it will serve as help. If you are using it in the book reader, for example, it will toggle you between your different levels of um, navigation. Different model or something, but um, my Apex, actually, it's space O and then W, uh, not WH, so just tossing it out there. I can tell you that I've spoken to some... Um, power users of the uh, M-Power and now the Apex, and I was curious as to whether or not they would use the scroll wheel or simply turn it off because they're so used to the M-Power commands. But I've been told that if you um, use the scroll wheel in a document and possibly you have it set to move by paragraphs. It makes it very easy to scroll very quickly down in a large document to uh, maybe find something further down into the thing. I do that a lot myself, actually, yes. Um, if you're reading through a large document, and it's a very quick way to find information.
Okay, this may sound like a silly question, but this is what I had to deal with at school. The carrying case that I have, my empowers that they come in, uh, it's no criticism to the hard, the, the actual unit, but the carrying cases, in my opinion, are not the greatest in the world because they, the Velcro does not stick very long, and sometimes when the kids are walking, that uh, it just flips open. So I haven't put a rubber band around it, but then that's not always convenient to get into it. What is this new uh, case like, and is it more secure and maybe more weather resistant so I don't have to buy a second pouch to put the other pouch into? We actually have uh, redesigned the case. Um, on the right-hand end of the case, there still is some Velcro that you can actually slide the Braille note in, um, and there are Velcro... Uh, pieces on the left and right hand sides that will cover the power switch headphone microphone jack on the left hand side on the right hand side it will cover the USB client port um, yes client port and the power supply um, charging jack on the right on the front of the unit um, <clears throat> we now have three very low field um, magnets on the bottom of the case. So if you imagine closing the case and where you normally would wrap the flap around to get to the back of the unit to, to put the Velcro together, we now have three magnets that um, will hold that into place. And before you get scared, I've had many people ask the question, magnets can erase hard drives. Is the contents of the apex going to be erased by the magnets? The answer is no, because the magnets are not powerful enough to erase data. However, they are powerful enough to keep that case um, very snug. So um, you're not going to have to worry about that coming on, coming open. So that flap comes around the front, and will it? Does it go underneath the uh, unit to a considerable, like, couple of inches or an inch? Because the ones I have now, it just barely fits over that. Velcro piece and uh, frequently comes undone. It goes around the unit very well. I would say a good two inches, and it will. Um, as I said, you have three magnets there, and they all you can kind of feel them grab as you flip the flap underneath the unit. You can kind of feel the magnets there as they um, hold into place there. I like that. That's a great improvement. Where where students are concerned, they don't always uh, think about getting it covered up good. I know I mentioned earlier about changes with the Bluetooth and as far as pairing the, the, the Apex with a computer and using it as a Braille display by using both uh, USB and Bluetooth. And I just wanted to emphasize that because um, I found previously with the Empower using it as a Braille display with Bluetooth was a little um, challenging sometimes, but now with the changes in the Apex Bluetooth, we can initiate the pairing from the computer. We can uh, uh, get a successful pairing very easily, and uh, I was able to set it up using it as a Bluetooth Braille display um, in almost no time at all. It was really easy. This is Dan. I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Mark, because I had the same problem, and I said forget it, and let's use the serial ports uh, to connect the braille display. Mark, uh, this question, I guess, would be directed to you or Michael. Um, have any of you tried using 
the uh, Apex with um, JAWS 11? And will it still work as a, a display? Uh, in other words, are the, are the um, is there a signed driver in, in JAWS 11? I see it among their list of uh, supported Braille displays. In fact, I'm using JAWS 11 on my um, computer for this um, um, pairing, and it, it works just fine because the Braille note is already in the drop-down list. The only trick is when you do the Bluetooth pairing, you want to make sure that the Bluetooth serial port that's being used is smaller than port uh, 10, and that's what JAWS will use. Uh, this is another piece of your great equipment. This made me think about something. We have um, s several Braille Connects, and I was worried when they moved to JAWS 11, which they're going to do school soon, will our Braille Connects still work with the JAWS drivers? Because that was some a little contention there for a while. If uh, HumanWare bought the rights for that or something. Dan, my understanding is that um, <clears throat> for... 32-bit computers running JAWS 11, there are drivers available for Braille Connects from Freedom Scientific, and I can send the link to you. All right, I'm just thinking ahead because I know that we were, we were told that this might happen, that our Braille Connects may not be usable because of Freedom Scientific requesting a, a purchase of license by the company. But I guess we don't have to worry about that then. Uh, that brings me to my question. And again, I'm not sure how loud my mic is, so hopefully you, uh, you all can hear me. I've got Windows 7 Home Premium, but it's 64-bit, and I'm also running JAWS 11, and I have an Apex. Um, I've also got a USB Bluetooth adapter, and uh, it's the default Windows 7 drivers. I've heard there are problems with 64-bit operating systems, and I'm not sure. I haven't tried it yet, uh, because I haven't done all the serial configuring and all that stuff. But... Is it going to work, again, with a 64-bit Windows 7 and JAWS 11? I know 32-bit works, but I don't know about uh, 64, so... On your driver CD that came with your Apex, uh, you should have a 64-bit driver there as well. All right. I'll uh, give that a shot. Thanks. I got a question to the gentleman, uh, Mike probably knows it in Mark II, uh, that spoke about Windows 7 and 64-bit. Uh, I understood you had to buy a uh, special... Um, version of JAWS 11 to work a 64-bit version which is considerably more expensive than the standard that why we call standard um, because that's also something I had to look back uh, look up to in about a year and a half or, so, or less oh that oh, sorry this is Joseph sorry to interrupt if I'm just supposed not to uh, this is the, there's virtually no change between 32-bit versus 64-bit the only thing that's going to be changing is the actual uh, compatibility with 64-bits and JAWS for Windows, as well as if your Braille display is going to be supported, depending on whether FS has signed the Braille display or not. There were some issues about that a couple of months ago about that. Uh, I think you were talking about standard versus professional licenses. Uh, there was a clarification question around that somewhere else, but um. The professional will work with all 64-bit versions, whereas um, standard will work with the uh, home version, which are home premium and home basic. The 64-bit, uh, not only, um, it is 
serve up their guys um, uh, for 64 bit 7 as well as Vista is applicable. Um, I'm using Vista with JAWS 10 right now and I plan to use Apex. Oh yeah, uh, I think Mark, uh, did someone ask about Intel Reader on the chat of history list? Somebody did ask if we would talk about the Intel Reader. We might, um, it depends. We This is uh, Dan's show. If he wants to talk about the Intel Reader, um, Dan, I'll leave that up to you. We, we're specifically talking about the Apex, so uh, take it away, Dan. I, I'm sure, well, I know you're probably doing demonstrations there in, in Dakota, but I don't know if you have one. I have never seen one, but I read about it, and I'm maybe looking into some for the school. I wouldn't mind hearing some more about it, but I also want to know what is the most current version of the stream? Um, I want to make sure I got that up to date. And I, oh, he already checked on a trucker. That's right. Mike mentioned that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all open for anything because I, I think the humanware products are superior in many ways. Latest version of the stream is version 3.0.3. .3. That's the latest stream version. And Dan, you're making me feel bad. I need to pay you a visit to, to show you these things. Let's uh, make uh, an appointment very, very soon, all right? Oh, yeah, I'm all in for that. I know you're busy. So, um, and right now, with this, I'm just sort of planning ahead. I always like to have several things ready when the money comes, as you've seen me do that with you before, on the table and said, yes, here you go. Here's what I want. <laughs> so, yes, I'd be all excited about having you come down because I have a couple more um, Tuesday night technology things i got to do before the end of the year so uh and the kids would love you to be there uh in a day they, they loved it when you came before uh, in the classroom all right then if there is uh, no objection then we can maybe switch topics and talk a little bit about the intel reader if uh, that is all right with everyone silence means no objections all right the um, intel reader is as it sounds like it's made by intel and humanware is distributing it. It weighs about one pound. It, um, well, I'm not sure exactly how to describe the size. It's, um, it has a screen on it that's about four inches um, in, in uh, a, a diagonal. It um, basically has a camera. You would hold it in your hands um, up above a page of printed material, push a button, it snaps a picture of the page, it does uh, optical character recognition, OCR, on the text, and you can take multiple pages, so you can take a picture of one page after another, and it will continue to do OCR on those pages. When it's uh, finished doing OCR, it takes maybe about 30 seconds per page. It will read the pa read it to you in a very nice synthetic voice. It sounds very nice. Um, Intel did a great job with the speech. And it will also display the text in very large letters if you choose. You can adjust the size of the letters. Um, it is different than other devices that are out there doing similar things in that it is intended to capture uh, multiple pages rather than uh, a, like a onesie, twosie kind of a thing. So you can take uh, an entire book 
by snapping a picture of a page, turning the page, snapping a picture of a page. And there is a device that is optional that you can get. It's called the Capture Station. Basically, it gives you an area that's probably about 11 by 17 in size. You put the uh, Intel reader into an arm that overhangs this tray. It attaches electrically to the capture station, and there is a button that faces you on the capture station. When you push the button, it will snap a picture and take a picture of the page. You turn a page. There's a little plastic sheet, clear plastic sheet, that holds the book flat. You push the picture, takes another page. That's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. Um, any questions about that? Well, here I am again. Sorry. All right. Do you have one there with you, and could you make it say something for us? And this is another. APH has a a um, refresher braille, this Bluetooth. Um, would anybody have the need to pair a Bluetooth with the Intel reader? So maybe you know, some people want to have everything in braille, which I think is great because you need to read braille. Because um, you can fit those braille displays in your shirt pocket, really small. Or will it's Bluetooth? So I didn't mean to mention the enemy there, Mark. But anyway, just a question. Thanks, Dan. No enemies. Um, we um, the, the Intel reader, think of it as a device that's going to capture text and turn it into a computer format. After it's captured, you can plug a thumb drive directly into it save your um, document, and when you save it to the thumb drive, it will actually save it as a DAISY document. You also have the option of saving it as simply an audio file. So it would use its synthetic speech to um, save it as an MP3. As far as actually demonstrating it for you, I, I really didn't expect that we would be talking about the Intel Reader. And when I'm traveling now, I try to travel as light as possible so I don't pull any muscles. So anyway, I don't have it with me to make a long story short. Well, I have a lot better understanding of it. I, I, there's a guy that wrote a few uh, tutorials here in Illinois about it. So I was sort of wondering what it physically looked like. So thanks. Oh, okay, I guess I do have another question here. I know there's going to be people are going to ask me, how does that match up to the KNFB reader? Uh, are they pretty comparable? Or, or um, Anyway, if you don't feel like you want to answer that, that's okay. My answer, and of course everyone asks me that, um, my answer that I've been giving is that they're, they're actually for two different things. The uh, KNFB reader is very small, very convenient. Um, it's nice to take a picture of a business card or maybe uh, um, uh, something you've received in the mail or maybe a menu. But uh, I think it can be quite cumbersome to capture, oh, let's say a 150-page book. Even though maybe you could do it, it may not be something that you, you would want to do. With the capture station and the Intel reader, it makes it very easy to do that. Does does that help? Yes, it did. Mark, um, about the Intel reader, then do you view it as primarily as a book reader or like um, if you wanted to read directions on packages or anything like that, would you be able to do that with it? Thank you. I think you could use it for that. 
it, it, it may not be um, ideally suited for, for some of that. It, it really is probably in its element when it is capturing multiple pages of a magazine or a textbook or, or something like that. Mark, does the book have to stay bound in order for the Intel reader to capture it, or does the book have to be broken apart? No, that, that's the nice thing about the capture station. The capture station, if you can imagine a tray, it's slightly um, depressed, so a book will slip down into it. And when you open up the book, the tray itself has, it, has arms on the left and the right that are fitted into the tray, and between those two arms is stretched a clear plastic sheet. So when you put the book on the capture station, you can put it underneath that plastic sheet and drop the arms down, and that holds the book flat so you can take the pictures of it. Uh, the lady, two ladies ago, asked a question about if it would be good for reading directions, and you basically said no. So... If someone came to Humanware and asked what you had to do that, um, because we're going to start expanding our, our independent living area, what would you recommend to do something quick, like reading that you have reading labels on hands or barcodes and such? I have some ideas, but I want to see what you tell me. Before we go there real fast, I keep losing connectivity again. This is Mike. Um, part of the advantages for being snowed in is I do have an Intel reader here. I'm going to let you all hear. Now, this is a male voice. Um, I'm going to let you hear a little bit of what it sounds like here. I hope you'll all be able to hear it. Next video, Lewis said, Ventures and Wind. One to win. Lewis Carroll, Chapter 1. Down the rabbit hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and her FFNH 90 degrees. Degrees and CE degrees are... She had peeped in zero that both her sister was H. I A. D N degrees pictures zero F conversati degrees and S in it. And what is the use of a book in it? Alice without pictures or conversation. So she was considering her own mind as well as she could. For the hot day made her feel very sleepy and stupid. Whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and putting triangles by her. So as you can see there, that's one of the voices. Um, that's the male voice of the reader. There's also a female voice, and I'll change that to the female voice, and I'll come back in a second and let you hear that. Thanks, Mike. I, I knew I wanted you to on here for a reason. Actually, I've been very appreciative of all the um, um, technical knowledge you've been bringing to this. Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. I'm glad to do it. So, Dan, um, you were asking about um, instructions. And um, I, I don't think I have anything for um, – now, I'm not saying the Intel reader won't do it. It depends on the material. It depends on a lot of material that I've seen with instructions has either very, very tiny text or it has multicolored text, you know, uh, difficult sometimes for the reader to pick up. But um, – I know that there are efforts to use um, barcode readers for things like that. Um, I can uh, talk to you about more about that, um, Dan, at another time. I also want to quickly mention that um, I did a presentation at ATIA back in uh, earlier this month. And uh, one of the things that we talked about and I demonstrated with the Intel reader um, was the availability to send uh, text 
from the Intel reader to send files. We can send DAISY files um, to devices such as a stream rail note. I let it read. All you female gentlemen I think it very much to hear the say, oh, oh, I like the double word to have one to time right now. Is it my internet connection, or was that pretty broken up for other people? Uh, my, uh, Mike, I, I couldn't hear most of that. Yeah, that was buffering very badly, so it, it, it isn't yours. I'm really impressed on the intonation and the uh, how it reads, just like a human would be. The what am I looking for? The emotional uh, change in the voice and stuff in that male and female voice. That's pretty cool. I have um, I have Mike's interviews and stuff. But I just haven't got to listen to it on all the Asia Conference stuff. I was actually supposed to present something there, but then I couldn't because of our great governor. <clears throat> um, so I'm gonna listen to that stuff that Mike had because I think uh, Cyril Talk interviewed uh, a lot of people there. I have all those. Joanne, are we just chatting, uh, or is this officially closed for the recording purposes? I don't care if they this room's yours all night, you guys. Well, I don't know if Dan has just continued to have people presenting and asking questions. So, it's, Dan, how long do you want the program to continue? Well, actually, I just realized what time it was when Bob <laughs> when Bob said that. Um, I I was going to mention something that I've been asked several times about how to do because some people are having problems with their their programs coming up maximized by default. I was going to mention that before I got out of here and maybe uh, I don't think anybody is on here that keeps sending these notes to me because uh, I do this mama's corner thing. But if I just mention it, I could then uh, you can pass it on if anybody ever asks you a question. There's a couple steps you can do. But I won't go there unless people uh, would rather just get off. But I really appreciate Mark and Mike. Um, I, I always have great visits with Mark when he comes to school, and I talked to Mike when he was on the tech line. So uh, if there's a limit, then I can uh, get off here. I actually didn't realize how late it was until I just checked. Well, no, I, I don't mean to do that. I, I just worried over our, about our speakers, as Joanne would be too, and uh, they're welcome to stay. If you want to cover uh, that, uh, uh, the default thing, please go go forward. But I just, if our speakers want to stay, they're welcome, of course. But if not, we certainly understand. I, I, I didn't hear the presentation, but I will hear the recorded uh, version. I have company, and i got to run down there again. I'm sure Mark uh, has been busy all day, and he would like to get off and get some rest and get some shut-eye before his next uh, business day. And, Mike, um, I, if you're willing to say maybe people have more questions, but you're welcome to leave, and I genuinely appreciate your contributions. Dan, I appreciate the um, um, opportunity to take part in this. I uh, thank you. And um, I think I probably will have to go because I'm, uh, I'm ready to eat. My food has been here the whole time. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And, um, Mike, thank you for uh, helping. It was uh, great. Well, on behalf of Accessible World, thank all of you for this evening's presentation. And enjoy your dinner, Mark. Thank you.